This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Tis the season for Handel's Messiah. And yet, although we find news of multiple performances annually, the seminal Christmastime oratorio only comes to the cultural center of the Philippines once every few years. This is one of those years. The CCP's latest staging of Handel's Messiah is a particularly special one, capping the first half of the Philippine Philharmonic Orchestra's 38th concert season, Metamorphosis. But that was just one of the several important streams meeting at that production. There is also the return to in-person concertizing, and, of course, the CCP's looming renovation. So, to mark so special an event, the CCP also fielded a special roster of performers. With the PPO were an immense 200-member grand choir of Philippine madrigal singers and a lineup of young but remarkable soloists, namely soprano Stephanie Quintin Avila, mezzo-soprano Michelle Mariposa, tenor Irvin Lumawag, and bass baritone Enrico Lagasca, some of whom even flew in from overseas. But, of course, many warriors, no matter how skilled, do not an army make. Holding together the entire production under his skillful baton was maestro Mark Anthony Carpio. Later we shall hear an excerpt from the CCP's Messiah, but first we turn to Eugene de los Santos, orchestra director of the PPO, who took time off his packed schedule to tell us how all of this came about and came together. Here is Eugene de los Santos. <laughs> Sir Eugene, thank you so much for joining us on Maestro Filipino. For a lot of people, this is a Christmas break. But for you, you're still busy packing and all of that sort of stuff. So we do doubly appreciate you taking time to join us in the interview about the last PPO and MADS concert. So I suppose before everything else, we want to know, how did the planning for this start? How and when did you decide that it was time to mount this concert? Well, first and foremost, good afternoon, Daniel, and thank you for inviting me. Now, regarding the recently concluded series of the Philippine Philharmonic Orchestra, wherein we stage the Messiah with the Madrigal et al. and Maestro Mark Carpio. Actually, there's a history in the planning of this particular work. Before the outbreak of the pandemic, this was already part of the PPO's 37th season. That was in 2019-2020. So this was already programmed by the former music director of the PPO, the Japanese conductor. But then again, everything happened already, and there was a lockdown, and we even had to cancel two concerts. So everything went online after some time, and we had to stop the season. So sometime in 2021, there was a clamor from the Board of Trustees that the former president and uh, board member until recently before he passed away, he was asking if the PPO can mount the oratorio Messiah. Well, I guess I have been around you know, in Manila and I have been a music student when, when we were younger. No? And we see that 
every decade or even less than a decade, there are productions of the Messiah. And most of them were mounted here at the CCP. So for this time, for this, should I say, this decade, this generation, they wanted to produce the same oratorio. So, so many things happened, and Mr. Ingrida passed, and it was a tall order from the Board of Trustees under Miss Margie and uh, Dr. Lyle. We had to look for ways and means on how we can mount it. Of course, it will be the same Messiah from what we have done previous decades ago, but it should have a different look, a different delivery. We were fortunate that when we started our series in September, it started easing up the social distancing protocols, even the capacity of the audience as a main theater. It became 100% as long as they're all vaccinated. They're all welcome to enter the hall. So come December, it was not that hard for us to collect all those people. And let me just add, when this project was proposed, they wanted to have a thousand members of the Grand Chorus. But, you know, with the logistics and some of the people still get sick nowadays, we had to do all these testings every time we have rehearsals, the orchestra and the whole chorus. We really had to prepare for everything. I didn't know the CCP could accommodate a choir so big. Anyway, I think it's wonderful how you put it that Handel's Messiah is mounted in generations. Of course, it's yearly mounted around the world, but at the CCP, it comes in generations. So this is this generation's Messiah. Part of mounting a performance is, of course, choosing performers. Why did you choose these soloists? And why did you decide to stage such a large chorus? I want to answer the last question first. I remember decades ago... Whenever we do the Messiah, the largest would be a 100-member chorus. When the idea of putting up a 1,000-member chorus, it was quite exciting, not only for me, but also for most of the administrators of the CCP. They even helped in planning on how to position the choir members. Now, regarding the soloist, since the primary plan of getting Mark Carpio to conduct both the chorus and the orchestra was already identified by the former music director. I left the decision on choosing the soloists for this particular concert. As long as we present new faces, younger faces, it was up to Mr. Carpio to choose his soloist, and the four soloists were quite reputable, so it was a goal. This is a very important performance with a lot of a lot of intersections, really. Us emerging from the pandemic period, the Christmas season, of course, yeah. the, the close of the first half of this current concert season. With this piece so frequently performed, what did you decide to bring into this particular staging? Aside from bringing in entirely a new generation of singers, new faces, since the choirs invited are part of the Madrigal et al., or if not, have been under Maestro Carpio at one time or another, the most significant 
characteristic is the cohesiveness in terms of sound. It was very evident. And since the choirs are familiar with the conductor, it wasn't that difficult to understand important musical signs which Maestro Carpio conveys during the performance itself. Aside from being the successor of the national artist for choral music, Andrea Veneracion, he has a vast connection when it turns to choirs, to choral singing. And what is important in producing these kinds of monumental works, extensive choruses should be cohesive. Extensive choruses should be one whenever they sing. The slightest sign that the conductor can give should be understandable at the very end of all those choristers. This has been well attended. Would you happen to have some of the feedback people gave about the concert? What are people saying? Aside from coming out of the hall with big smiles on their faces, there were clamors that they want to do this every year. <laughs> I was asking, are you sure with the 200-member choir? <laughs> but of course, it's possible. We just have to put on a budget for that.
That was an excerpt from the Cultural Center of the Philippines' recent staging of Georg Friedrich Handel's seminal Christmastime oratorio, Messiah. We heard soprano Stephanie Quintin Avila, mezzo-soprano Michelle Mariposa, tenor Irvin Lumawag, bass baritone Enrico Lagasca, a 200-strong choir of Philippine magical singers, and the Philippine Philharmonic Orchestra under the baton of Mark Anthony Carpio. That performance happened last December 16, closing the first half of the PPO's 38th concert season, Metamorphosis. Today's guest was the PPO's orchestra director, Eugene De Los Santos. Find announcements and updates from the PPO at culturalcenter.gov.ph or facebook.com slash Philippine Philharmonic. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.